And whenever you go back to the presence of his stillness, when you can focus on relationship with him, knowing how the things of the spirit works and expanding your knowledge, whenever you learn how to do that, it's an automatic win. First, everybody, welcome to the Yabi Rice Podcast. My name is Shaq, and today we are going to talk about the 911 call. And I don't mean a literal 911 call. What exactly do I mean by that? Well, what I mean is the 911 call that we dial to get back to God. And so I'm going to read from John 9.31 and Jeremiah 17.10. And we're going to look into this. But before I do, I'm going to say a quick prayer. So let's bow our heads. Father God, in your mighty and holy name, I plead the blood of Jesus over this vessel, over this microphone, and over the listeners, Father God. Let your will be done through me. Give me the words I need to speak and the wisdom I need to impart onto your people. Let this day be the day that your people receive the fruit, receive the promise, receive revelation and receive breakthrough so that they may go on and advance the kingdom and they may know all the days of their lives that you are the one true God and your will overlords all. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So going into it. John 9.31, now we know that God does not hear sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. Going on to Jeremiah 17.10, I, the Lord, search the heart, I test the mind. Even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. Father God, in your mighty holy name, let your will be done through this podcast. Let your will be done through this episode. Allow people to know the way to get back to you no matter where they are in their walks, whether they are of you or whether they are not. Allow them to come to you in humility and in full submission. Let your will be done through all of us, Father God. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. So, the 911, the need of direction in an emergency. Children of y'all, I want to explain something to you. There's always a way to get back to God. Although, in emergencies, the tendency to use God is like a fire extinguisher. However, God encourages children of Yah that we have a relationship with him rather than being used for the fire extinguisher. Far too many times I see on a daily basis people make the choice to go against God's word. People make the choice to fulfill the gratifications and desires of the flesh. They party, they drink, they smoke, they fornicate, they lust after 
women, men, they covet, envy, and they have a murdering spirit towards one another. And then when the car accident comes, when the financial troubles come, the first thing they do is say a prayer for me. Or some of the worldly people believe, say a prayer for me. Or whatever you believe in, the universe, Ganesh, whatever it is. But what we don't understand is we pray to God for the wrong things. It's like dialing, trying to dial 911, but you end up dialing 822. So children of Yah, that's what I want to talk about in today's episode. How exactly do we get back? How exactly do we dial 911? What is the emergency that God responds to? How is it that we can get back and have our lampstands relit? How do we get back to that? And so that's the trouble I see. Even with believers, you know, too many times the crisis comes and they pray to God that they get out of the crisis. But God gave them the crisis for a reason. It was to show them a lesson. And the same goes for the worldly people. The same people who mock God or mock others for believing in God. All of a sudden, they need all the help they can get. Prayers, prayers, please everyone. No questions, just prayer. I know what these people struggle through. The Lord reveals this to me all the time. Sometimes I reach out to them privately. Sometimes I reach out publicly. And so in either case, God ignores them in favor of someone who talks to him regularly and does his will. And children of God, there's a reason why I'm saying this. There's a reason. And I'm going to get into that a little bit later. You know, you can't expect to not do God's will and have access to him all the time. What does Galatians 6 verses 7 through 8 say? Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. But for he who sows to his flesh will reap the flesh corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. God can't be deceived, children of Yah. He cannot be deceived. He either has all of you or none of you. You can't have one foot in the pool and one foot on the ground. You're either all the way in, you either dive deep or don't dive at all. The lukewarm people, the book of Revelation says he will spit you out. Lukewarm isn't all the way. You can't enter a race and only finish it halfway by choice. You enter the race to win the race. You enter the race to complete the race first. And children of Yah, these are the kind of people that he looks for. And so you can't expect to 
participate in the world and expect a future filled with God. That is something that the carnally minded man and the natural man does. What does 1 Corinthians 2.14 say? But the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But children of y'all, when you build a relationship with God, what happens is this. Even when you stumble and fall, he always provides the 911, a way to get back on track. And he's not going to force you to get back on track. This is something that you're going to have to do on your own. Why? Because this in and of itself is a test of your faithfulness to God. And God is always testing the minds and hearts of many who stumble and fall on a regular basis or even a not so regular basis. He wants to see how you're going to respond. How big is your faith to the most high? How big is your faith? And so he's not going to force you to get back on track. But what he will do is show you what your choices lead to according to your works. This is what he will do. As it says in Jeremiah 17.10. Let's look at David, for example. When David was king, we rarely see David making the choices according to what God wanted him to do. But after his war with the Amalekites in 1 Samuel 30, that quickly changed. And after seeing him, and his 600 uh, men's families slaughtered, he was suddenly faced with persecution and death, stemming from a choice he made to pursue his enemies without consulting God. But watch this. Watch this, children of y'all. Watch this. But very quickly, he had the presence of mind to dial the 911 and to know when it was time to go back to God. Why? Because David had a relationship with the father that existed long before he was king. And David was well aware of where he came from. But when he became the king of Israel, the crown became a bit heavy. And so the title got a little to his head that he was now the appointed king of Israel. And looking back on this story of 1 Samuel 30, we can't really blame uh, David for his troubles simply because of this. You know, when I want to encourage you, children of y'all, to think about this. When you've never had something all your life and then you finally come into it, there's almost a tendency of, of being consumed by it. The poor person who never has any money, all of a sudden, God blesses him with an increase. Now, all of a sudden, it gets to his head a little bit. And this is where the importance of a 911 call comes in. And it's not always money. It could be used for other examples, too. You might be alone your entire life. Now, all of a sudden, God sends you an abundance of friends and the thought process kind of gets to your head that, oh, I'm really popular. 
I'm really this, I'm really that. That's when the 911 comes in. God understands that the flesh is weak. God understands that the flesh, there's a tendency for the flesh to be tempted by these things. By the things that literally make us selfish. All sin is selfish. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh is a sin and it is selfish. Very much selfish. And that's where the importance of a 911 call comes in, children, y'all. Let's look at me, for example. You know, when I started my ministry and God removed the scales from my eyes, I had many gifts that I weren't even aware of. And the gifts were being discovered, still being discovered to this day. Now, as a result of me walking in God's will, but as a result of, you know, me climbing, climbing and getting closer to God, as a result of doing his will, I became aware of falling into the trap of thinking of being better than everyone else because God revealed to me something that everybody else might not have known. And so periodically, I always remember to remain humble and remind the children of Yah, you guys, to remind you guys of the Lord I serve and why I approach the walk the way that I do. God knows I'm very, very humble, and I have a really big heart to serve the people. This is why I do this. He knows this. And I understand that the more God blesses you, the more of a tendency it is to kind of, you know, prowl around, you know, with your shoulders back, your chin up and your nose stuck up in the air saying, I'm this, you're not. And I want to encourage you, children and y'all, that that is not what I'm about. I want everyone to catch the Holy Ghost fire. I want everyone to be consumed by the fire of God. I want everyone to to see what I see in the spirit, to feel what I feel in the spirit. And I'm not the end all be all. There are, there are children of Yah out there who have a higher anointing than I do, but we all work in one accord. Not, none of us is higher than the other. I'm not higher than you. They're not higher than me. There's only one name, children of Yah, that is the most high above everyone else, and that is Jesus Christ. He's the only one. And so I'm very, very humble for what God has done in my life to be able to prophesy over people, to be able to discern the spirits, to be able to tell people regarding the dreams they have, the lives they've led, to be a messenger of God. Oftentimes people tell me, how did you know I was going through this? How did you know I was going through that? The spirit told me. And this is something that's easily accessible, provided you're walking in God's will. Because when you walk in God's will, you know, you fulfill all of the things on the checklist. 
reading more, praying more, studying more. You just focus on his will. And naturally, you see God moving. You see God's hand through it. And you remember how it feels. So what do you naturally do? Your desire is to get closer to it because you never want to lose that feeling. Because how many of us know what it's like when the presence of God is not there? How many of us know what it's like when we feel lost? It's like a five-year-old boy, a five-year-old girl, a little girl who's afraid to get lost and always wants to be near mommy and daddy. So they clench their hands tightly to them. They wrap themselves around them. Please don't separate me. When I was a kid, I used to go to daycare. And I would go to daycare because that was where the bus would pick me up from uh, going to school. And one of the things that I constantly saw is I would always see parents dropping their kids off at the daycare center ages four, five, and six, and seven years old. And the kids would be begging, pleading, screaming for the parents, please don't go. Mommy has to go to work, James. Daddy has to go to work, James. And they would cry. They would cry so badly. And children of Yah, I say this because this is what our relationship with the Father has to be like. We have to understand that God is in control of all things. And when God tasks you with a will, he knows your heart. He knows your mind. And even if you don't feel like you're up to the task, he knows that the choices you'll eventually make will lead to the fulfillment of his will. And so the more you fulfill God's will, the more you can clench him, the more you can wrap your arms around him. And here's the thing, children of Yah. Unlike the parents who left their kids in daycare, God is never going to leave you. He's always going to be with you wherever you go, even in the depths of of your temptation and sin, he's always going to be with you. He'll ignore you, but he's always going to be with you, children of Yah. And so going back into my story, in much of my adolescence, I was often ignored and rejected, and I couldn't hear God's voice or his direction. But when all that changed, you know, naturally, I was very excited that the Lord had chosen me for the greatest mission in mankind. To take back his kingdom, to advance his kingdom, to let all the nations know that God is coming, to let all the nations know that God will exalt you if you exalt him. And that he consistently Revealed my identity in his kingdom when I was lost and I didn't know I didn't know who I was and everyone around me took advantage of that. And so naturally, anyone in that position of being lost, ignored and rejected when they're chosen by God and God is blessing them time and time again, they're going to feel some type of way that they were chosen. And that's exactly what happened to me. I was very, very excited. That's why I speak with so much passion over this microphone. 
it sounds like I'm angry. And to a certain extent, I'm angry that I know that there are some people that will never be able to dial 911 because they're caught in their own flesh. They're caught in their own unrighteousness. As 2 Thessalonians says, for people like that, God sends them a strong delusion because they delight in the unrighteousness and they believe the lie. But what eventually happens, children of Yah, is that at some point, the believer has to know how to dial the 911 call to the Lord himself. And in my case, I never wanted to fall off or be removed from the lampstand that Lord that the Lord put me on. And so once I had tasted the fullness of the spirit, I always wanted to do everything in my power to make sure I was right with the Lord because I never wanted that spirit to leave me. And so my 911 call to the Lord was continuous whenever I felt myself an inch too far away from the Lord. And children of Yah, I encourage you to know this too. When the persecution gets too rough, too much, too hard to handle, know how to dial 911. When the attacks of the enemy are far too great, know how to dial 911. When everyone wants to tell you how you're wrong because you're attacking their religion, Know how to dial 911. When your discernment is even questioned by you, know how to dial 911. And children of Yah, this is the Lord's desire for you to always come back to him concerning everything. If it's a black and white area, chances are the Bible speaks on it. But if it's a gray area, always ask the Lord what you should do. Make that 911 call. And have him walk you through the steps. Your faithfulness to him, like it says in Romans, will be accounted for righteousness. And he will see to it that you have what you need to carry on in your walk. See, if any one of you has ever, were, ever became familiar with the Star Wars story as an example, you're familiar with the concept of what a Jedi is, the dude who carries you know, the sword, and they move things around using the force and how constantly throughout the story, they're always saying that their strength comes from the knowledge of the force. And the more knowledge that they have, the wiser and stronger they become. And children of Yah, dialing the spiritual 911 is exactly like this. It's exactly like the Jedi expanding his knowledge of the force because he uses the force to feed him the power he needs to do the mission he was taxed to. And whenever you come to be in the presence of the Lord, you meditate on his law and the things of the spirit, the growth will come spiritually. But you got to come back to that place. You got to come back to the spiritual 911. I'm going to go deeper into the, into the Star Wars example. And I always like to use worldly examples because Isaiah 45, 7 says that God says he forms the light and creates the darkness. He makes peace and creates calamity. And he says, I, the Lord, do all of these things. So with that being said, God can use anything and everything 
to deliver the message. God can use the most demonic person in your life to push you towards him. He can use the most demonic movie you've ever saw that you weren't supposed to, to push you towards him. He can use a burning bush like he used Moses to speak to you. He can use a rock to speak to you. All things work together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. So I like to use worldly examples because another thing too is what I'm noticing, it brings more people who are in the world to understand the connection to Christ. And so I always like to use worldly examples and it's been this way throughout my entire life. I just didn't know that you know, the devil can't create anything. He only perverts what God has done. So where would he get these ideas and concepts from? They only come from one place. The only thing he did was pervert it and made it into entertainment and sorcery. But they all come from the one place. And that's the Holy Spirit. And so going back into the Star Wars example, um, there was a video game that I played on my PS4 back in 2019. It was called Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Some of you might be familiar with the game, but in the game, you played as a Jedi trying to save the fate of an all but slain Jedi Order. And you defeat waves of enemies, the stormtroopers, the bosses who are more skilled than the stormtroopers, and you upgrade your skills as a swordsman. You upgrade the moves of your lightsaber and you upgrade the moves of the force, your knowledge of the force your character gets more knowledgeable of how he can use the force to accomplish his mission. And you do this through an upgrade menu when you pause the game. But the upgrade menu, children of y'all, is what I want to focus on. Because the upgrade menu was a picture of the character with a black background in a praying pose with light on the ground all around him forming a circle and the upgrades would be hovering above him and you would choose. He would be in a meditative state. And see, the game did a very good job at creating the stress and tension of fighting and grinding so that whenever you got enough points to upgrade your warrior through fighting, especially when things got a little rough or a little loud or noisy, you always knew to go back to the screen. And so whenever the need to improve the character arose, I instantly knew to go back to this quiet upgrade screen and focus on an area I needed to improve on with my character. And children of y'all, prayer is the same way. The 911 call is the same way. Whenever we get into serious trouble, we have to know how to pause the game and dial 911 to God and have our knowledge of the Holy Spirit expanded because let me tell you, children of y'all, let me tell you, let me tell you guys something. There is so much that the Holy Spirit can do in this natural world. But the, the only thing the Holy Spirit will not do is have the natural man receive the things of God. At some point, you're going to have to surrender that in favor of higher knowledge, a higher calling of the Lord. And whenever you go back to the presence of his stillness, when you can focus on relationship with him, knowing how the things of the spirit works and expanding your knowledge, 
Whenever you learn how to do that, it's an automatic win. And it's an automatic growth. You understand. You begin to take that stillness and you begin to apply it in your storms. When things are falling apart all around you, you don't have enough money to pay the bills. The car is acting funny. The spouse is acting funny. The kids are acting funny. School's acting funny. The country's acting funny. You can begin to take the stillness of the 911 call and apply it to each and every one of these situations. And then what happens? What ends up happening is you understand the growth. You acquire the strength to walk by faith and not by sight. And children of Yah, this is the true essence of the 911 call to the Lord. God is always desiring to upgrade you. He wants to rise you up. He wants to rise the children of Yah up. He wants to upgrade us through being still. And knowing who he is and our understanding of what's going on, our peace, and that he's in control of all things. He wants us to understand this. He wants us. And so, children of Yah, I understand what it's like to really have a spirit of doubt and be like, I don't know if God's going to do it. It happens to me sometimes because, like I said, you're so used to the way a certain situation turns out in life. Like if you're dealing with a a, a demonic stronghold, maybe it's you or your family who always rises up to a certain point, but then they never go past it. Or everyone in my family, they always make it up to this point of their success, but they never get past it. No one in my family ever graduated college. No one in my family ever got a job making more than 30,000 a year. No one in my family ever had a car. No one in my family was ever married. No one in my family ever surrendered alcohol. And so I understand what it's like to be born into a world where you have to fight strongholds that have nothing to do with you. I understand this. And that is the whole point of today's episode, to understand the essence of the true 911 call, to know without a shadow of a doubt that you can get back to the Lord, and by doing so, he will speak to you and expand you, but your mind and your heart have to be conditioned to receive God. Because see, even for people who mock God or don't believe in God, we're all built with a belief system. We're all built to worship something. We're all built to honestly worship God, but what happens is for the people who don't worship God, they don't realize it, but they worship the things that don't serve them. They'll worship cars, clothes, shoes, bikes, jewelry. 
they'll worship the things that are created in this world because it's what they always see in front of them. And then they covet and then they envy and they say, I need to get closer to that. And so they do anything and everything they possibly can to get closer. But what they don't realize is that desire to get closer is the worship system. That desire to get closer is a system that is only meant to be used to get closer to God. But God doesn't give us the, he doesn't force the choice upon us. He gives it to us in a very soft, gentle form of a subtle suggestion. And it's up to us to make the choice as to whether or not we want to pursue it. It's always going to be soft. It's always going to be non-intrusive. You know, you might go to a party and then feel an inkling, an itch, a nudge from the Holy Spirit saying, you know, you're not supposed to be here, right? Nah, hush, nah, hush up. You ruin, I'm, I'm having, I'm trying to have a good time and you ruining it. Just keep quiet. But the Holy Spirit keep nudging you because you know the truth. You know, you're not supposed to be at this party, right? You know, you're not supposed to be picking up this bottle, right? You know, you're not supposed to be going home with this dude, right? But we do it anyway. We do it anyway. Because we want to fulfill the desires of our flesh. But this is the grace of Jesus. That we can come back. We don't have to pay the penalty of death. Should we desire, should we choose to dial the 911 call and come back to the Lord? Before Jesus stepped on the scene, the penalty for many of the sins was death. And thank God Jesus paid the price for that. And Jesus beat death and became the everlasting life over all of us. And that's why it's so easy to come back to Jesus. In fact, it's so easy that people take it for granted. People, you ever, you ever been stuck in a sin? You ever been stuck in a, in a, in a desire to send me a bit sex or fornication? For me, it was adultery. You know, it was lust. And you end up saying to yourself, if I engage in this sin, all I have to do is repent and God will easily forgive me. You ever end up telling yourself that? This is me being transparent. You ever end up telling yourself that? Of course, I don't do this now. My mindset is completely different now because the Lord has shown me many, many things that would unfold in the country. He's shown me many, many visions of people rising up, and he has taxed me with the responsibility to tell these people, which is you, the children of Yah. We're all going to rise up. Those who receive the words of this message, we're all going to rise up in the coming days. This message will take root and it will serve as revelation in some of your hearts. For others of you, if it doesn't reach you, then that's okay. I know another message will because God is always speaking to me and I'm always desiring to do his will. Always. It doesn't stop. It never stops and it never will stop as long as there's breath in my lungs. My job is to prepare you guys. And the way things are going out there in the world, it's not going to get any better. And that's why I have to tell you about the 911 call. 
Otherwise, I will be held accountable for each and every one of your lives. Each and every person I never told about Jesus. Why didn't you tell me about Jesus? Why didn't you tell me this was here? I went through all of this without even understanding why. And then I come to find out that you had the fruit the entire time and didn't share the fruit with me, didn't share the everlasting life, the living water. You didn't tell me the truth. I don't want that to happen to none of you. I want you guys to know the truth without a shadow of a doubt, to know that the Spirit's desire is to expand you. And it's not just by reading the Bible. The Bible is only part of the equation. It's the most important part of the equation because you need to have a basis and knowledge of the truth to stand on so you can discern the spirits and you can discern what's God and what's devil, what's good and what's evil. But it's through the knowledge that you don't perish. It's through the knowledge that you have life because God said in Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because you reject knowledge, I will also reject you from being priest to me. Because you've forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. And guys, my desire for you is to have this knowledge. I want you to have this knowledge. So. Even if you don't exactly know how, don't be afraid to dial the 911 call. Pray to God. Repent of your sins. Seek a heart and a mind to turn away from the things of this world. You say, I like the drinking too much. I like the fornication too much. I like the sex too much. I love the partying too much then you're not ready. And don't expect God to bless you in any category, at least much, unless he knows the choice you're eventually going to come to. Don't expect much of it. Because John 9.31 says that he ignores the sinners, but anyone worships, worships him and does his will, those are the ones that he acknowledges. But the very least of that equation his will is for you to come to him. His desire is for you to worship him. Repent of the wickedness of your ways, children of Yah. If you struggle with this, repent. T truly turn away from a sinful life. Truly say, God, this vessel, this heart, this mind, these resources are yours. This temple is yours. Let it only be you who dwell in it. Let your will be done through me. Allow your power. I messed up, Father. But if you'll allow your power to flow through me and do your will, Father. Like Samson. Who messed up time and time again. But God allowed his power to flow through him to complete his will. And so we always have to learn. We always have to know to dial 911. And the 911 is repentance. Because the Bible says repentance is made unto salvation. 
Otherwise, without repentance, there is no salvation. The first step is to turn to God and repent and understand that your sin causes your heartbreak. Your breakdown will lead to your breakthrough, but you have to be willing to break down. Jesus was willing to die for us in the flesh so that he can get the keys to death and Hades and hell and he can get the keys to have the everlasting life. And God wants to give you the keys, but you have to kill that flesh. Not literally. I'm not saying literally commit suicide. I'm saying turn away. Be born again of the spirit, truly born again. Don't, don't just worship God on Sundays and even Wednesdays at Bible study. And then the rest of the time you're in the world. That's not true worship. God desires you 24 hours a day, seven days of the week. He wants to speak to you. He wants to fill you with the power. He wants to fill you with the love. He wants to fill you with the peace, the goodness, the kindness, the gentleness, the self-control, the patience. All of this is packed into a 911 call. All you have to do is come to him and he'll make it right one way or another, whether it's immediate or whether it's through the stages of your storm. Just like Mephibosheth and Lodabar, he had no legs and he was stuck in Lodabar for a season until the time was right and David came to rescue him from Lodabar. Some of you are stuck in the wilderness and the simple way out isn't trying to find a map, isn't trying to look for your own lost ground. Oh, maybe if I go on the hill, I could see the way out of here. But all you see is more forest. The simple 911 call. The simple 911 call. Is to the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for depositing this part of me. The Matrix, guys, how many, I know a lot of us have seen the movie The Matrix when Neo and his gang are running from the agents and the way they get out of that world, what do they do? They go in a telephone booth and they make a call and they disappear. They get out of that world. The 911 call is the same exact way. You know, you can continue to run. You can continue to scream, hide. But the easiest way out is through making that phone call, dialing that 911. It sounds to the natural man and the carnal man uh, counterintuitive. And how do I know this? Because I was of the same mindset. But I'm telling you guys, if you believe, it really starts with believing because Mark 9.23, Jesus said, Anything is possible to those who believe. You can move mountains if you believe. You have to believe in the power of the 911 call. The power is in the prayer, children of Yah. The power is in the prayer. You have to believe. You have to believe. But guys, that's all I have for today. As always, I thank those of you who continue to support the podcast. If you feel called to, to sow a seed, 
The link is in the bio. Go sow in Jesus' name. Go grow in Jesus' name. Obviously, for any partnership opportunities, you can email me at yahwirise at gmail.com or you can reach my Facebook, Shaquan Woody, and you can send me a personal DM. I'm also on Instagram. You can send it to SpartanShack777. But guys, go sow in Jesus' name. Go grow in Jesus' name. God bless you all and have a good evening. Thank you guys so much. Love you. Bye-bye.